0: Welcome to The Path. I'm your host, Kat McElveen, leader and mentor in sovereign self-healing through simple spirituality and conscious living. After living stuck in crippling anxiety, ensnared by matrix thinking for the first 24 years of my life, I had an intense spiritual awakening after meeting my guru in India and studying Kriya and Kundalini Yoga. My awakening path was activated, and my life completely transformed. This is the path, and we are all on it. It's not about the destination, it's about taking it one step at a time, knowing we may veer off course, stumble, and fall, but we are always walking each other home. Join me, Kat McElveen, and guests who are on the path for enlightening conversations on all things, spirituality, awakening, mindfulness, energy, and being human. Our mission is to take the shiny spirituality that you see online and shine a light on it. Find what's authentic, what isn't, and hear from others who are making their way through this human experience with imperfect, messy, beautiful steps down the path. Hello, hello podcast family. I am back um, releasing this episode that I recorded with Leslie Medley, one of my dear, dear sisters, soul sisters, friends, <sighs> um, just really, really one of those solid people in your life that um, really help up- uplift you and this is who Leslie is to me. We met in India, um, our first yoga training in gosh, like 2018. And I've known this woman, seen her go through so many iterations of her incredible business, her incredible self. Anyway, you'll hear all about it in the episode. I just want to let you all know that the podcast is coming back. I know that we... Had a bit of a pause for the last few months. If anyone has ever had life get busy and happen to them, you know, and I really hope that's everyone. Um, Life should be happening to everyone all the time. (laughs) But you know, it just got really crazy for me there for a little while. Um, Not in a bad way. Lots going on, creating a lot. I just finished my own immersive women's healing retreat in Colorado over this past weekend, and it was really freaking beautiful, so transformational for everyone involved, and I was just very present in my life for the past few months, but the podcast is coming back. I have a lot of solo episodes coming up for you all, really juicy stuff, downloads, and uh, just stuff that's been on my heart and my mind and my soul that I really want to bring through to you all to help you on your path. But today's episode is amazing. It is with the most incredible Leslie Medley, owner of her own company, her own retreat company, her own coaching business. This woman is a powerhouse of love and support and just the possibility of what you can do when you really, really believe in creating your own life and not living within the matrix, within what you're being asked of by society her story is really beautiful. So I hope you enjoy the episode and, uh, let me know how you have been enjoying all of the episodes. If you would be the best podcast community in the world and like, share, review, leave comments, commentaries, um, just share the love. That's how it, that's how we grow. It's how people find this podcast, find this, this space to share and learn. Um, yeah, it just helps us build our community. So enjoy the show. Let me know through Instagram at Cat McElveen or uh, any other avenue where you find me on the interwebs if you really enjoyed this episode and if you have any suggestions for future episodes as well. I love chatting with you all in the DMs. You can find me hanging out on Instagram most of the time. All right, I'll leave you with this. Have an amazing time listening to this episode. Like, share, leave a review. Sending you so much love. are live we're recording uh y'all I have Leslie Medley here she is such a good friend she's a soul sister um we've had so many wild experiences together and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast um it, it really like dropped in that I needed to ask her to be on I was literally messaging her about something else because we're always in communication and all of a sudden I was just like hey. Will you be on my podcast? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's just so funny. Um, we so Leslie and I met actually at the yoga school where I started my whole journey. Uh, well, not started. If, if you if you've listened to my episode on my story, I, I really was doing yoga, and I'm doing air quotes with that for a while before I went to India. But this was that Americanized, westernized, commodified, bite-sized yoga where you do a vinyasa flow and the teacher tells you to pay attention to your breath, right? So that was exactly what I needed, that entry point for me to get into my awakening. But when I went to India and worked with my teacher and learned Kriya Yoga and Kundalini and like basically the science of consciousness and existence, that's when everything blew open, my whole life trajectory changed. And that's also where I met Leslie. We went through yes. this together. We were in the thick of it. Like we were, yeah. So so we've we've known each other for a while, and I'm so honored to have her on the podcast today. Leslie, I will let her speak to this in her own words, but Leslie is an a worldwide mindfulness teacher. She has led retreats all over the world. She's been doing this for longer than a lot of your typical online coaches. She was doing it before I knew what an online coach was. When I first met her, I was like, oh my God, you do that? That is so cool. (laughs) And she's an embodiment coach and I've seen her really stepping into this world of embodiment more and more as as I've watched her path. Um, So I'm really excited to have her on. Leslie, welcome. thank you so much I was just like reflecting I was right there in India with you again I was reflecting on all of our times and when you said we were in the thick of it I mean we were in the thick of it of our own awakening of our own healing and I'm so honored I have full body chills and I am so honored to be here on your podcast of all things but especially the path the name, the intention, the purpose of this podcast, I'm so drawn to, because I love even in our pre little intro of us connecting prior to this podcast, I love you even said it's not about perfecting. It's about the path. It's it's the the path is, is your purpose. And so I absolutely love that we're starting off with that intention, because if you know me for two seconds, (laughs) I will be the first to tell you my path has not been perfect. And it's been a grand old adventure and it's been a mess and it's been beautiful. And it's been the most beautiful masterpiece story I've ever created. Yes. Yes. I, and that is the the, the vibe, like, like the message I want to get across with this podcast and having all these diverse, amazing humans come on that aren't just one thing, aren't just a coach or aren't just a yoga teacher or whatever is that it's a process when we're awakening, it is messy. It is wild. One day we're feeling amazing. And the next day we are in excruciating emotional pain, right? It's So that, that said, I know you have an incredible path and we are here talking about how you have gotten to this point as a worldwide mindfulness teacher, as a spiritual being, as somebody who is connected. So I would love for you to speak to in any way, whatever comes through your path to this moment right now on this podcast with me. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And you did warn me, this is going to be a big question And (laughs) and it is, and it's so common on podcast interviews. That's one of the first questions, like, tell me your story, tell me how you got here. And it's like, well, I could have my own podcast on just that alone, multiple, 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 multiple episodes. And for the sake of time and for the sake of being intentional, I will share really just a few highlights. And what I really want to give to the listeners to have you take away is that my journey, your journey, when people ask, what is the one modality or what was the one person or what was your defining moment that made you just change it all? And I've thought about that a very, very long time. And I have felt into that. And I've been asked that question multiple times. And I will never be able to come up with one answer. Ever. Because as I zoom out, even right now in this episode, and look back on the last 20, 30 years of my life, I see that every single moment mattered. Wasn't perfect, wasn't peaceful, wasn't blissful in every moment, but every single moment mattered and molded me into the being, the human, the teacher that I get to be today. And so my story, I believe actually starts way before birth, but we'll start at birth. (laughs) (laughs) My, my story definitely starts all the way to birth where my biological mom was on very 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 toxic substances her entire pregnancy with me and I was actually born what we call an 80s or 90s drug baby and there were so many of us during that time that there's actually been a lot of research scientific research done on these cases because it was an epidemic we now know what a pandemic is but we don't we don't necessarily hear these words epidemic pandemic until the global pandemic and it was actually an epidemic in the 80s and 90s where mothers were addicted to crack cocaine and having children. And so the child actually becomes born addicted. Now I've heard that my whole life. And the only reason why I decided to start there when I share this is because I didn't realize until being in India, working more intensely with my nervous system, working on deeper trauma healing, working with therapists and healers and gurus and teachers that I realized in the development of my nervous system it was completely stimulated out of whack deregulated and not developed uh i'm gonna do air quotes as well correctly and so that was that's how i entered the world y'all it's like all right you want to talk about a path let's go let's go. (laughs) And I had every reason on a medical standpoint, diagnoses on a physical standpoint, emotional standpoint, a financial standpoint, my story, my path. Circumstantially, I had every reason to be a statistic to what it means to be a crack baby, to what it means to be adopted, to what it means to never know anyone I'm blood related to in my life. And I'll kind of skip, skip, skip over a few pieces because there's so much obviously that unfolded and shifted and changed in my life. But from a very, very, very young age. And for those of you that are listening, I have a feeling that you're no different. And from a very, very young age, I had this strong, burning, calling, passion, noise, voice, feeling that I was meant for so much more. And At the time, having a lot of health problems, living in a trailer, being adopted, just being honestly really lost. Truly not feeling the sense of belonging or home. I didn't know how it was gonna look, Kat. I had no idea, especially being raised super religious. (laughs) Never would I guess that I would have been landing in India to deepen my own spiritual awakening. But that calling that you have probably felt your whole life, that I know I've felt my whole life, it was placed inside of me for a very divine reason. And what I believe my path has been is really uncovering what that is. And before discovering meditation, yoga, the technologies of yoga, this whole world that we're speaking to now, I spent a lot of time, this is all about my path, by the way, I spent a lot of time, what I say, what I call strengthening my horizontal connections. So I was always reaching out. I was reaching out for substances. I was reaching out for shopping. I was reaching out for boys. I was reaching out for anything, anything that could give me that sense of home, of belonging. And it was exhausting. I spent a lot of years. I got married over it. I got divorced over it. I traveled the world over it. And every single time, no matter how far I went, I went to nursing school, did that whole thing, lived in multiple states, multiple countries, backpacked the whole flipping world. And every single time, guess what? I would look down and I would see my heart and I would see my two feetsies. And I realized that no matter where I go or how much I reach out that wherever my two feetsies are, wherever I am, that's home. And I didn't realize that until I started strengthening my vertical connection. And of course, we might immediately think spirituality, meditation, yoga, things like that. And absolutely, that has been the cause of so much of my connection, awakening, intuition, everything. And it really actually started with me saying yes, giving myself permission to go there, quote unquote, to literally go where no one has not, has not gone yet. To actually be the adventurous girl and go climb the mountain and go on the trip and give it a try. And little by little, I didn't realize at the time, but I was actually strengthening my vertical connection because I was connecting to myself. I was literally, I look back and I see how I was really playing with life. I started tuning into, oh, this excites me. It's not what my mom told me to like, it's not what society told me to like, but this actually like freaking excites me. And so I spent more time there and I spent more time there. And then that led to the next opportunity and that led to the next connection. And what I really see is my path has become this masterpiece but really along the way I picked up all the pieces and it's almost like it's this this puzzle And we want to see the final picture of the puzzle. What is it going to be? And there's moments of frustration. I can't find the piece I need. I can't see the picture yet. And even now, Kat, I don't see the full picture. I really don't. I have a deep knowing. I have a feeling I kind of know where we're headed, but I really don't even know what the full picture is going to look like. And that, that right there, let's dissect that. That right there is the path to me. It's the moments where you don't know, where you don't have it all together, where you actually don't know what's next. And what I've learned on my path, anyways, is when I'm in the seat of not knowing, I'm actually in one of the best seats of the house. Because when I know it all, I'm not, mold, I'm not moldable, I'm not available. For transformation. And I realize that over my life, my path, God has constantly put me in places and experiences to lose all to lose all control and to not know. And that's when it's natural to be like, I want to know and freak out and once again reach out and strengthen those horizontal connections. And I realized that the more that I stay put in the mystery, the more that I really allow myself to fall in love with the mystery, that's where God wants me because I'm available present. I'm paying attention because I'm freaked out and I'm moldable. I'm moldable for the mission. I'm now in a space that is so far past the limits of the mind and the constructs of society. The mystery, the spot of the mystery, the gap, the in-between, that little doorway you're maybe a little scared to cross, that's the magic. That's the path to me. Mm. Oh, yum. Yeah, it's so funny because Leslie and I, before we got on this um, recording for the podcast, we're just speaking about this because we both feel like there's a lot of up-leveling happening. And I know, speaking to everyone who's listening right now, if you're not there now, you've been in a place where you know you really wanna be at a certain point or you really want something or or just a feeling, right? But you feel like you're in this space of mystery of how is it gonna happen? When is it gonna happen? What is happening? Why do I feel this intensity, right? Yes. And I always say, like because it is it can be intense, right? Being in that mystery or what I call the liminal, where the thing hasn't landed yet. You're in the process. and when you're becoming something new, when you're when you're shedding old identities and taking on new ones, there is that space where the old piece has left and the new piece hasn't landed and you're floating. And that can be a really uncomfortable place to be in if we don't know how to embrace that mystery because we're taught growing up through society through our parents through the western analytical mind that if you don't know you need to figure out if if you don't have it figured out you need to get it together like you need to write some things down make some plans get it down on paper what's happening where are we going and that often is where our ego mind comes in and our thoughts come in and they try to control and they try to figure it out. And then we find ourselves squishing ourselves into a box that does not fit us. And when we can really lean into and embrace that mystery while, we, while, while keeping our presence, while keeping our center, that's when we allow life or allow God to lead us. So, but that can be super uncomfortable for people. And I, I remember when it was uncomfortable for me. I've gotten to the point now where I kind of le- I almost like, it's like, almost like this kind of masochist. like, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like kind of sadistic. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, give me the intensity. Let's go. I want it. Right. Um, But I used to not be like that. And I'm sure you weren't either. So can you speak to some tools or ways that you embrace the unknown in your life and how you keep your center and find um, your trust? in those times, in those spaces. Uh, I just love that you said the word trust because that word has been on my radar the last couple, couple days. So I feel a lot is going to be emerging around that. So thank you for asking that question in the way you did and who tools, man. I couldn't live without my tools, tools for days. Absolutely. And I, the first thing that actually came to me when you were speaking, Kat, was community and as queen i'm raising my hand as queen or outer <laughs> if you are someone that likes to like be in the limelight but then hide out or you kind of do like the you know you the mouse that like pop, pops his head out the hole it's like i'm here guys i'm i'm here i've changed but then you spend a lot of time back in that hole where it's comfortable yeah me too i live alone and work alone so i realized last year how easy it is for me to hide. And yes, of course I'm public and I'm showing my face and I'm getting on lives, but all those other times I saw that it was actually really easy for my whole nervous system to put me back in that old way way of being. And Kat, Kat, we talked a little bit about this, yet my mind and myself and my, my soul was like, we're ready for this new level. And so what has been the biggest change for me and the most profound change is purposely ahead of time, scheduling meetings, meetups, sessions with very high quality humans. If I wait to schedule it until I get to it, I'm going to be hiding, hiding, hiding for a week or two. And then when I feel good and light and bright, I'll go hang out with my high vibe friend. Nope. I flipped the switch on that. I schedule at least once a week, at least once a week. I don't fill my schedule with tons of meetups, but at least once a week, I schedule a meetup, whether it's a dinner, a beach walk, a something with a very high quality human that knows what I'm committed to in this life, knows what my mission is. And also is safe enough for me to share and go there because guess what? It's not just me it's not just about me dumping all my stuff onto them, even though it's sometimes nice to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's also them reminding me who I am, them reminding me what I'm made of, and them reminding me of what I'm committed to. And so that alone cat has been huge in this massive up level that I've been in now for really over a year, is being in rooms of people that hold me accountable that call me forward and I see why we don't put ourselves in those rooms because guess what it's pretty uncomfortable yet that is what I see truly calls me forward pulls me out of the dark if you will and into the truth I don't even want to say into the light but just into the truth yeah that's one I would say, community. And if you're like, well, I don't have that. I where are these high quality humans you're talking about? Cat is one of them. I am one of them. Send a message immediately if you do not have yes. high quality humans in your life, and we will personally arrange um, uh, some kind of even if it's a virtual meetup for you oh, to yeah. connect to connect with other high quality humans in this space. And then of course <clears throat> the last, or I'll just share one other. And that is my daily practice. And when I say daily practice, that's really an umbrella, right? That can include so many things inside the daily practice. But what I really want to speak to around the daily practice is not so much the components of it, but the daily devotion that it is. Because it's so easy. Once again, the mind's like, what do I need to do to make this better? So then I need to go follow the latest trick, greatest breathwork technique. Oh, this one's not, not hot anymore. I need to do this one, or I need to do this specific meditation technique. And as I believe there are potency and I mean, there's just potency in so many different practices. Watch right there, how the mind is already trying to perfect, trying to get it right. When really the little girl inside of you, the soul, your soul is asking just to not be perfect, to be messy, to be seen, to heal, to dance and to scream and to cry and to move through this upgrade and be held in it. And when we're showing up to our daily practice, like we got to do breath work, I don't hear anything about holding or being or loving or caring. But when we show up to our daily practice, like our life depends on it because it does the outcome of my life, the trajectory of my life, my path depends on this daily devotion. And not because I do a certain breath technique, but because I commit and recommit and recommit And recommit. And I don't know where in the personal development world or the spiritual development world, we thought that you make one commitment and that's it. Like, I don't know where we thought, like where that got lost in translation, but this is devotion embodied being a disciple of your life. And it's, it's what I see is when women make that shift, from I'm gonna do the things, I'm gonna do the routine, I'm gonna do my practice, to I am becoming the embodiment of devotion to my path. I don't know about you, but I just feel different. Mm. I love that you brought that up because this is a huge, huge thing that I have been playing in the realm of learning, feeling, experiencing this past, I would say six months of my, of my, my path. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is something that I I'm looking to really convey to my, to my community. So y'all that are here, y'all that are listening. Um, we can, we can make ourselves and our lives look spiritual. Yep. Doing air quotes again. <laughs> I'm probably going to post the, the video to YouTube, but if you're not watching and you're listening, so you can make yourself look spiritual, you can have all the pieces, but you can be in the mind. Yes. And when we're existing only in the mind, we're still not dropped in. We're still not connected to our inner divinity. We're still not connected to our inner compass. We can't actually hear ourselves. We're, we think we're hearing ourselves, but we're listening to the content. We're listening to the looping of the stories from outside from our conditioning, from our limiting beliefs, from, from the, the, the small self that we think that we are, which is a glimmer of our full divine self. Yes. And it's so interesting to me that you spoke to kind of the, I always call it like the ADD of the spiritual community. What's the hottest <laughs> new meditation technique? What's the hottest yep. new, um, planet to be from? Are you Pleiadian or are you like Syrian? I don't know. You know, what's the hottest new? You know, are we doing Wim Hof or are we doing holotropic yes. or are we doing Kundalini today? And it's like our brains are so trained to want the newest thing, thinking it's that's going to be it. This is going to be it. It's going to be the thing that just changes my life because we live in a world of take a pill, get a quick fix. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, so in my brain, used to do this. I did it with coaches, with mentors. They're going to change my business. Work with them. Yes. Like, nope. Okay. Next one. Without yep. and I. I have this theory, and it's we're existing on the surface of many things, and we're not going deep into one.
1: Yes.
0: And so I know you were speaking to. It doesn't have to be like I wake up and I force myself to do um, a kundalini breath work every day. But I say it's really uncomfortable for people to just strip away all this stuff and just sit with themselves like yeah. just be with. Yeah. Them. Yeah. And oh my gosh, Kat, I have a real life example. This just happened yeah. in my world, in my world two days ago, I guess taught for a mastermind. And there was a, a student that I didn't know at all. Someone else's mastermind who she had told the coach, you know, oh yeah, I do breath work. I was showing up by the way, to teach breath work, to guide an embodiment oh. breath work session, session for these leaders. So profound, incredible. And um she had told the coach, oh yeah, I do breath work every morning. Like she, she was excited, but not as excited as some of the other women because she's like, Oh yeah, I do breath work every morning. She does Wim Hof. And so she was just like, Yeah, afterwards. <laughs> not only was her entire world rocked, but she even shared. And she shared, you know, it's funny, I do Wim Hof breath work every morning. And I I realize now that I've been going through the motions. I do breath work. Mm. Yet I realize now how disconnected I was from everything I was doing. And on paper, I mean, even from the outside, I see this girl and I'm like, she does all the things. She drinks all the water. She does all the meditation tech, like she does all the things. But she, in that moment, had a realization that she has been doing all the things and not allowing herself to feel any of it, any of it. Mm. And so that was a beautiful reminder to me that just because you're doing the thing and you're like, you could be doing the thing for many more hours than me even. And that doesn't mean that you're actually in the experience of life that you're actually feeling. And if you're someone, which I have a feeling you are that wants it all, and you believe that you really can have it all, gosh, goodness gracious, you've got to be able to feel it all first. Absolutely. And you know, that, that makes me think of a buzzword that I think will segue us into what you do, because the what was coming through for me through that that description and thank you for that story because I see that all the time and I catch myself in that. My oh, yeah. bit, brain says, oh I conceptually know I've read the books. I know how I've read it before. And so because I because I've gone through the motions and I conceptually understand what this means, I am doing it, right? Right. And, 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 and our teacher speaks to this, our tradition of like classical tantra yoga teaches speaks to this of, of Kriya yoga. The, the mind can conceptually know something, but until you have what's called gnosis or direct experience of that in you and not something that someone else told you how it goes, your experience right. even then with no words, you haven't truly embodied and I yes. want to talk about embodiment because that word is all the frick over the Internet. And I think a lot of people, no hate, no shade, are calling, you know, yes. calling things embodiment. But what the heck is embodiment? Totally. And, and you totally. are an embodiment coach. So give it to me. I want to hear this from you. Oh my goodness, it's so funny. There's so much I want to say to this because I of course completely agree with you that embodiment has kind of become the new word, mindset word, right? Like mindset was hot, now it's embodiment. And it's so funny because you even when you intro introduced me earlier on in the podcast saying I've been doing this much longer than a lot of online coaches, it's so funny because when I first started, I said I really what my ex-partner and I were creating was experiential learning. And that's what I said. We said we create experiential learning experiences I've for people to, too. yeah, yeah. And I literally didn't know cause I was pretty new to the world, this whole world. And I don't really get caught up in all the trends anyway. Um, I realized, oh, that's embodiment, I guess. And so it's so funny that now embodiment is so hot and kind of this buzzword. And people, when you ask them, what does that even mean? I don't really feel that many can define it. And there's a few ways, of course, that I will, I will take a moment to define embodiment. And I even have a quote, quote graphic right on my page. You can go find it. But the way I personally define embodiment is it's not about what you know. And this is literally what we're talking about right now. It's not about what you know. It's about taking what you know and doing it over and over and over and over until it becomes who you are. And so you can know a lot of things and it's great. It's great knowledge. You've corrected the intellect, Guyana yoga. Absolutely. But I see a huge lack of integration and embodiment and I'm so grateful and fortunate. And I know you are too, Kat, to have studied where we have, because without even realizing, it makes me emotional actually, because without even knowing it at the time, I was in, I was in a training in india that was preparing me to do the work i do now i Kat, and i both got a taste and were trained in some of the most authentic original embodiment techniques that have ever existed so funny because in our training i don't think we used embodiment that much but one word we did use a lot was integration And integration leads to embodiment. Integration gives birth to embodied living. And so I remember hearing that word, even in our training, this is an integrative approach. This is a holistic approach. This is the entire yoga technologies. And I'm like, okay. It is. It seems seems pretty dope and authentic, you know? It was dope. (laughs) It was so dope. And then it wasn't until I left and then went back and then left again and like want to go back and been around that I'm like, oh, shoot. And so with that being said, that's really how I define embodiment. But Kat, you set us up so beautifully here and checking in all of the listeners, checking in with your own life. My guess would be in the last year or two, you've done some work on yourself. You've started reading some books. I know the pandemic opened up so much for people and they started reading again or creating again or doing things that contribute to spiritual awakening. And my guess would be you're also in this in-between because I know I've found myself in the in-between and Kat, you as well, where you have gained knowledge you've learned some things. You probably even have a brand new perspective on yourself in life. Yet you're wondering, why am I running into this same pattern, this same problem, this same pain? I thought I healed it already. I should be over this. And if this is resonating, definitely reach out and let us know. Because I know for myself in 2020, after at that point goodness almost a decade of personal work when i found my ex business partner and partner at the time leaving i was 100% al- alone whoa i was 100% alone during the global <laughs> during the global pandemic the same week it was actually pretty crazy timing wise the same week everyone was cuddling up with their f- friends and loved ones not knowing what the heck was happening my ex was leaving. My business was falling apart. My life really was crumbling right before my eyes. And I had that same question How am I here again? How am I here living by myself in a one bedroom apartment? Being like, how am I here again? I've been here before. I've been here before. Gosh dang it. And I realized in that moment that holy poop, I have learned so much and I've integrated so much. And goodness gracious, I deeply honor how bold I was and courageous I was when I had no idea what I was doing half the time. But it was really in those moments, Kat, that I realized I get to go deeper. I get to take my healing to, I want to say, to another level. And no matter where you are in your journey, I'm sharing this because we hear all the time and Kat, your podcast is named the path. We hear all the time that it's a path. It's a journey. That's why my, all of my programs are based around journey and adventure. Adventure into you is my signature program, because I just believe that it's an adventure. And what I've really seen is, and we were talking a little bit about that when I first started healing, it was like, Layers were just popping off. It was like I was shedding, I was releasing, I was feeling lighter and more whole with every second. I saw the mom piece I was healing, and oh, that's the dad piece, and oh, yep, that's the adoption story. Bye bye. (laughs) And then we're like, we're rolling and we're rocking and we feel good. And it's like, wow, I've changed my whole life. And we want everyone around us to see that transformation. And to not only accept it, but I know for me, I wanted people to celebrate it. And this is when I was humbled. These are the moments I mentioned earlier that God just throws me to my knees. Mm -hmm. Because even in those moments when I was saying I was surrendering, I was attempting for sure. But what was really happening was a freaked out nervous system attempting to gain gain some sense of control. Now, am I wrong in that moment? No. Is that a pretty normal response, especially for a nervous system that has experienced rejection and abandonment immensely in her life and loss? So normal. In fact, if my nervous system didn't react in that kind of way, I'd probably be like, Are you still human? Yeah. (laughs) And <clears throat> that, was a cho- that was a choice point, what I call a choice point. I had a choice to keep skimming the surface. And I thought I was going deep, by the way, but I can keep like doing the practices, doing my life, at trying to be where I'm not ultimately, trying to be a few steps of, ahead without bracing the current transformation and integration that was right in front of me. I had parts and pieces of my business and my life that were screaming, like, Leslie, integrate me. And I was like, no, we're building an empire. We're too busy. We got so much going on. We're, we've done that already. And it wasn't until I was really, I always say, God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And that's when I believe the sacred surrender is available. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it. <laughs> I mean and some of you might know that feeling when you finally let go like actually yeah and for me it usually looks like just falling to my knees in tears and hitting the floor and crying and just letting the tears become rivers and ponds and and oceans around me that wash away every all the old but really I had a choice point of am I going to choose me and these deeper healings, really the parts cat that I didn't want to go to. I did all everything else, everything else, mm-hmm. but, th- but those pieces. And clearly I'm sitting here today. So I don't know if that gives you a clue on what I chose, but I chose me. <clears throat> and thank God, literally, I had been on this path long enough where that choice felt a little bit more normal. Mm -hmm. It felt easier. It felt like a no-brainer. It was a difficult moment, many difficult moments, but the actual choice to choose me and my path is my new normal. And it was through that sacred surrender and really where I saw that my daily practice, it's a daily practice, it's a practice. But what I was doing in my daily practice during some of those those months, Kat, was literally, literally sitting there, just like you said, and asking how God can mold me into the person, make me into the person that will never be in this position again, Mm -hmm. that would have it all, that would be whatever I was desiring at the time. And that's when I realized that it really is, it really is a daily devotion, not to Anything other than me, placing bets on me, defying odds because I can. And Kat, there were some moments I would literally just finish my practice and I would stand up and kind of put my hands over my head. And I would just say, dress me, like dress me in the robes of dignity, of strength, of courage, because that's all I got right now. That's all I need. That's all I need right now. And so I want to leave, I want to wrap up this whole piece and this whole point with in your own life, are you borrowing goals, Mm -hmm. borrowing intentions, borrowing what you feel you should be working on just because everyone else is doing ancestral healing? Maybe you have not accessed those codes within your operating system yet. And I can literally look at my path and be like, I unlocked that. And then I unlocked that. And then, whoa, all of a sudden, I wasn't even trying. All of a sudden, all these ancestral thoughts come. And that is the deepening of the path. And so just check in with yourself. What gets to be deeper integrated? And when we say integrated, I like to bring in the mathematical definition. I looked this up and I actually talked to a mathematician. I brought him, I talked to a mathematician because I'm like, how do you define this for like people, like just people. (laughs) And on a mathematical standpoint, integration is taking all of the pieces and creating a whole. Mm -hmm. That's integration. I'm having a mind blowing moment (laughs) because it's integer, right? Yeah probably plays into it. And I'm not going to speak to it on the podcast. So I don't know enough. I, I, I know. I'm going to ask it. now. I know. Cause this is advanced I, math that I've not really taken. So yeah. I just have had conversations and then I did some research and I'm like, okay, tell, I want to know about what, cause we hear that word a lot as well, especially lately. It's almost like integration and embodiment are kind of like yeah. going hand and going hand in hand. And so really when you're thinking of integration, it's taking the new awareness that you got, it's taking these new soul sisters you've attracted. It's taking your new style. It's taking the new way you breathe. It's taking the desires that you have and the way you eat now and creating it into one whole yeah. into you. Yeah. And I want to speak. I had another thing I wanted to, to mention from your um, beautiful explanation of that. Thank you so much. But I, I quickly just want to make a point about integration because I know a lot of my listeners and me. I had to learn this myself, but, um, and and I actually recently read this. I believe in, um, in this is that, which is um, one of Leslie and I's teacher's books on the yoga sutras, awakening or the new knowledge or the new perception happens immediately. It's an immediate acute um, phenomenon, bam, new knowledge, bam, new way. Integration happens over time. And I think a lot of people want to rush integration. They're like, I learned this new thing. Why is it not me yet? Why am I not learning it yet? Why does it feel clunky and awkward and weird? And I don't really like feel comfortable in it. Integration lands over time, baby. And I I have had things integrate into my life where all of a sudden I wake up one day realizing, whoa, I'm doing this. But it didn't happen overnight. It happened through me like kind of like but like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like like stumbling, like, like riding a bike down a rocky path over and over until it's smoothed out. And so I just totally. want to speak to that really briefly for everybody that when you're starting these new practices or when you're learning to be in a new way, um, let it integrate, but give it time, like have patience. You're gonna fall back to your old habits. You're gonna go out again and drink too much. You're gonna, you're gonna talk to that boy that isn't right for you. Um, But you're going to come to it now with new awareness. And that's where the growth happens. You spoke this in the beginning of your last um, piece was, yeah, oh my gosh, I'm here again. What the heck? How am I here again? But you see it. And so you're not really there again. You're there as a new consciousness. And your awareness of it might bring you discomfort because you don't want to be there. But lean into and appreciate that you, you might have to come back to it to integrate out of it. Um, Anyway, that just super downloaded. Well, and and I would even, I would even bounce off and say, you will come back to it until you integrate it. And I love that you highlighted that. I have full body chills because absolutely not only did I view the entire experience differently with a new perception, expanded awareness, I was able to move through the entire experience radically different from mm. let's let's say what was it like 7 years prior whenever it was that it happened before and what i was able to create from that darkness what i experience now i know is only possible because of the integrative work i have done And I wanted, there was something you said. It was so profound because this is why I believe, you know, you'll hear it in personal development books all the time. Like go put, and I even mentioned it, go put yourself where you're excited, go put yourself in new situations. Also, I believe going into old situations purposely from time to time, AKA family and these moments, whether you're trying something new or you're going back to the old, these moments are your thermostat, are your indicator, are your measuring tool. And just like Kat said, we think that we're going to just like wake up and be like, this is the day it all integrated. But it's for me, it's the moments where I'm with my family in Kansas and I'm just literally making my lunch and I'm watching myself be different. When they say certain comments, what normally would have me shut down and turn away. I hold my power. Mm. I hold my presence and I'm right there with them. Not in agreement but I'm right there with them. I see it in real time. Now, if I never went back to my family because I'm like, Oh, they're out of alignment. They're low vibe. I'm high vibe now. Oh, well, we gotta, have a, <laughs> we gotta have a bigger, we gotta have a bigger conversation. Number yeah. one. And <laughs> it's in me going back where I'm like, Oh girl, you've changed. Like you've actually changed and it's not perfect. I have moments I'm triggered. They have very different belief systems than I do now at this point. And I come with my awareness. Mm. So thank you for bringing that in because that's such a a powerful point to remember that when we're back in that what seems like I'm back there, I've regressed. How am I back here? You're actually back there with a new knowledge and new awareness and really an opportunity to do it differently to rewrite the story yes and so just like I said when I was on my knees in my house you know brought to my knees and I said I was I was faced with a choice point that's the choice point am I going to deepen am I going to really recreate how this goes or am I going to just say oh back here again guess I didn't change and play out the same cycle I could have done that too of course. And that, that um, brings me to like the whole your, when you start awakening, when you choose, I'm going to use that word intentionally to walk this path of awakening and not, and, and we're talking like real embodied, like being with yourself, being with the shit and don't worry. You don't have to figure that out on your own. There are tools for embodied awakening. Leslie and I both have a ton of these available if you want to learn more about them you can contact either of us um but you know the kriya the meditation the breath work and sometimes just the sitting on my knees crying asking god to help Yep. um it all increases choice that's what it's doing it's increasing your conscious ability to choose how you act how you respond where you go next how you rewrite the story because when we're living in our unconscious autopilot soup of thoughts and contraction and fear, there's no choice there. Our subconscious mind, our ego mind, our our conditioning is saying, "You're doing. You're going to do this, and you're going to do it pretty immediately without without even realizing it's happening." Mm-hmm. But when we start to access that inner silence, access that awareness, access that witness consciousness the separation from the self like you said looking at myself making a sandwich in my family's house in kansas literally watching myself choose to act differently how much power is there in that in that amount of choice yeah oh i have chills well ultimately that's liberation that's freedom yeah that's freedom and the creator, God gave us free will. We've heard that in in religious talks and we're like, okay, what's free will? Free will is your ability to choose. That is free will. And free will is your birthright. It was God given right. And our society does a really good job of having us forget that we have that power by birth. By birth. And it, and this is actually something my family won't disagree with, disagree with me on. Yeah. By birth. It is your birthright, free will. That means you do have the power to choose. And every single time that I choose myself and my life and my path, what comes out on the other side is so far past what my mind and my current reality can even fathom. That is soul progression, Mm. growth. When I choose being safe, being comfortable, having people accept me first, and I say, no, I'm choosing my soul's regression. I'm going to feel stuck. I'm going to be resentful. I'm going to be restless. I'm going to be anxious. All the symptoms start appearing. And Kat, I love what you broke down because this is exactly what I teach my clients on is really, is that unconscious reaction and awareness will then give birth to a conscious response. Mm -hmm. And we talked a lot about that in India with our guru and our teacher is how we're just walking around fighting life, reacting to everything. If, If it's high and. I feel like there's kind of two layers to this. There's like when we're first starting our path and we're like, okay, drinking's probably not good for me. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, but then I see where we get into, we've been on this path a while. We now have conscious people around and there's, I want to, I want to speak to and really highlight and call out a pattern I'm seeing all the time. And that's with the, the, Belief that everything has to be feeling really good, high vibe, and that's what alignment is. Mm -hmm. And as I believe you should never be treated like crap or tolerate it ever, just period. I also believe, just and I'm going to say, just from my own living, visceral experience, the last year or two, that it really has taken me walking and being in, in it, in real time. And when I'm in the path, when I'm on the path, when I'm creating my empire, when I'm cat, when I first got on, she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I've been working girl. Yeah. I've been straight working. And I even watched myself as I'm working and I'm like, wow, this is like hard. And I'm anxious. And I'm like, wow, like quote unquote stress. And I'm here to bring a perspective that stress a little bit is actually healthy Mm -hmm. for your nervous system. And I see in, in the spiritual community where there's almost becoming this bypassing through everything has to only feel good and only be good. And you're not in alignment if I don't feel good around you. Yeah. And, ooh, what I see is you're just packaging yourself up in like bubble wrap and you're going to live a pretty fragile and um, scary life actually. (laughs) Yeah. Where you're always going to be triggered and you're always going, I've been there too, by the way, always like getting new friends. Let me just try this new high vibe person. Maybe, maybe they'll be in alignment for me. This person isn't in alignment. And yes, there is certain, I believe components of alignment. Absolutely. Especially if this is a close person to you. I really see this is where we take the path 2.0. Yeah. Is where you don't always have to be high vibe to be liberated. You don't always have to be in alignment to be free. That the liberation and the freedom you desire is a moment to moment experience of life, not an Mm. outcome or a final destination. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, off of that. I mean, same thing you're saying. It's not about being happy or beautiful or radiant constantly, but being with what is not denying your experience, not using your, the controlling mechanisms of the mind to want to be somewhere else. If you're in the shit, you're in the shit. Own it. And when you do that, you can simultaneously be really sad, crying your eyes out and feel right. Right. There's not mutually exclusive, you know, you can be processing an emotion and like love that you're processing it. And it also feels hard. And that's where you can come out. That's where we collapse these timelines. That's where we collapse the timeline of drawing out some lesson, some emotional lesson or some trigger with your partner for six months versus being in it. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Oh, this hurts. It hurts because I'm feeling rejected. I got rejected in high school. It doesn't feel good. I I don't like it, but I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I'm with myself. Timeline collapse. You've you've cleared it, right? Two hours. Yes, yes. And what I say is it's the "and." It's bringing in and versus "but. Yeah, and when I we can that. be, when we can be grateful and grieving, woohoo. That is when you have your whole life available to you. Yeah. That's when you bend time, collapse time. That's when you actually cross all the way through into your next level, even if you're not there yet, because both worlds get to exist within you. And it's not about choosing one or the other, because Kat even said integration takes physical time. Your awareness is there. You're like, I know I've changed. I know this is different. And, and not, but, but I have more work to do, but I'm not quite there yet, but, oh, yuck. And I'm learning and I've never been here before and I'm onto something and I can do really hard things and look at what I'm freaking capable of. And all of a sudden, I don't know if you feel it, but I'm like getting sweaty over here because it's like, I feel the expansion in that. I feel what's available to me in that. But when you're trying to choose just one, you're cutting yourself in half. You're literally saying, I only want half of what life has to offer me. I don't know about you, but I'm down for that. I'm down for it all. And it's only been in my ability to intimately meet myself in all of it, in the parts that I wouldn't even show cat probably, (laughs)
1: like to
0: really be with myself in that, stay present, stay fierce. That I then have crossed the threshold into the embodied person that you see today, where then I get to share and hold space for other humans, not just clients, even people in my life, humans to go, to go there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that brings me to, um, what I would love to be our, our last point. Um, and I'll just, I'll just segue it because, um, one thing that came through when you were speaking is when we learn to hold it all, like when we are the yes and we're holding a lot more, right? We're holding our pain and our fear and our badassness. We're holding our, um, we're holding just a lot more energy and a lot more facets of ourself. And it really is a process to train your nervous system, to train your Sense of self to train your consciousness to hold more. That's what we're learning is we're learning to hold higher amounts of energy in our system, to hold more people in our space, to hold more power and presence. That's where we become these embodied leaders. And you do that through your work. And I, I would love for you, because I know that we've had this amazing conversation, and a lot of people on here are probably wondering what the heck it is that you do in the world, how people can work with you. Can you explain um, just a little briefly, a little briefly, that's not correct English. <laughs> <laughs> just calling myself out, channeling my grandfather. He was like the ultimate grammar, like you gotta change. I love it. Yeah, um, <laughs> can you explain your offerings and, and how you work with It's mostly women um, in, in, mm-hmm. in their paths and helping them meet themselves? Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, a few ways to answer that question. A few ways I do work. It's becoming a less and less and less and more exclusive every day, which is exciting, but I do work one-on-one with women. And what really my main focus is at this point is the online community that I run called spirit tribe. So I do work intimately one-on-one with women that are a big heck yes to deep, deep, deep in body transformation. And i also run spirit tribe which is an ongoing online community that really is your school of life it's the house of the de- it's the house of belonging where your vibe attracts your tribe and i'm biased of course but i truly believe this is not only the most incredible group of women and humans but one of the most supportive, interactive, and live personal development and growth, spiritual growth spaces I've seen. And I'm so passionate about this ongoing community because I realize that there's so many courses and even coaching programs. I got them all. There's always an end date. And if you've taken anything away from this podcast interview, and even just this podcast in general about the path is the path is ongoing. It's for life. And so I'm so passionate about what we do in Spirit Tribe because it really is your ongoing accountability, your maintenance, your growth, your um, drop-in. I could I say that Spirit Tribe is the landing pad and the launch pad. And it's so profound to see women who have done so much work and one month just being seen in community, having that reflection, those mirrors, and as well as the tools, Kriya yoga, Kundalini meditation, breath work the holistic technologies of yoga to have all of that in one month. I'm just, it's just like full integration. It's just like a completely different woman. And it's so profound. So that is a great way to connect and to hang and to be with me and to at a very cost-effective way, actually be in the same room in the same space as me on an ongoing basis. And finally, what I want to share that I'm really excited about is starting July 1st, actually. So no matter when you're listening to this episode, even if it's years from now, by then it will be out. (laughs) But July 1st, I am finally releasing a freebie just for you. Create your day for freedom daily practice starter kit. So it's literally everything you need for your daily practice. And it's my signature daily practice that I've personally, there's four questions that I guide at the end that I've personally been using for the last five years now that have completely been the cause as to how I live the freedom that I live internally and externally. So this will include a morning guide, a professionally recorded audio, as well as the framework, and it's all in an online portal. I'm so excited because with this new launch of the freebie, I want to support you. And so this will also be paired with a bonus challenge coming up in July. So if you're getting, if you're getting like your, your hands on this episode in time, please join us for the challenge. You will actually have a real live opportunity to integrate. I'm going to purposely use that word, integrate what we're talking about right here. So make sure at the bare minimum you're following me because I will be posting all of the details on how to join that free challenge. I'm so excited to go down with that. You can follow me on Instagram at thelesliemedley, the, T-H-E, Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E-M-E-D-L-E-Y, Leslie Medley, the Leslie Medley. And that's actually my email at Gmail as well as my web address, thelesliemedley.com. I am the creator of she wonders and the movement of women who are blowing my mind. Let me just put it that way. At this point, it's so funny. I'm the community leader, but really I'm just so long for the ride at this point. <laughs> we all are. I love that. Thank you so much. And um, I'll put all of your information in the show notes. I'll put links to uh, spirit tribe and Leslie's pages, her website, how you can get in contact with her. Um, and I, I, can, I can second that the women that she works with are just blowing shit up in the world in amazing ways. I've met multiple of her clients. Um, Leslie and I held a, well, Leslie held a really beautiful women's retreat in Sedona a couple of months ago that I had the pleasure of cooking the food for. Yes. And it was such a powerful vortex. This woman is, is powerful and loving and just all the things. I'm so grateful to know you. So yeah, same, same, same sister. This was such a joy. This whole, like this whole podcast episode, honestly, I felt like I'm in the twilight zone. I just, am like, pinch me, you know, just to go back from where we met all the way in India. Right. And I even have shared, I think I shared on retreat with some of the women that you and I knew we didn't know what, but we knew we were going to reconnect in a very powerful way and stay connected. Really? And there's been moments that we haven't talked, but then there's been a lot of moments that we have. But then, to be on retreat was such a surreal moment together. And then even now, to see your journey, your path unfold the way that it has from India, from your own awakening to being the creator of what you are now. I mean, girl, you have a podcast. I what know. the heck? <laughs> Let's just take a moment to to talk about how amazing Source God Universe Life is. Because when yeah. I met you, I was a scared little um ski instructor who was living in California, bopping around, partying with my friends. And I love yoga. And I would never even dream of having a podcast, get in front of people and talk and be in a space with this at the time really intimidating, powerful person yes. who I loved and looked up to, but also was like, I could never do what she does. Hello. I mean, it's just wild and just trust those those trusting those um, nudges, like that knowing of, Ooh, I like her. I don't know how, I don't know when, but we're going to like see each other again. Fast forward two years, a lot of time apart, not even talking, keeping up with each other, just online. Hello. podcast magic so yes (laughs) yes (laughs) no I'm just I've just been so present to that this whole time I'm just like whoa and y'all we're not talking about that long in physical time really because this was 2018 till now which Yeah. yeah I don't I don't think you need a calculator for that it's not many years it's not many years and so i really like to highlight that because it seems like lifetimes to us because we've moved it through it to, feels through like it. lifetimes at time from who i was then to now totally totally yeah. but if you actually look at the the true transformation that's occurred and the length of time it's nothing it's nothing in the grand scheme of your entire life and it's exciting cuz now it's like your life really begins right that's what it feels like for me it's like now my life really begins And it's an ongoing path. It's an ongoing journey. Thank you so much for having me, Kat. This has been a delight. This has been beautiful. And I can't wait to tune into the full episode. Yes. So we're recording this on the 17th of June. It'll be, I release my podcasts on Wednesdays. So if you're listening to this, when it comes out on a Wednesday, thank you for tuning in or just whenever you are. Leslie, thank you. And I will go ahead and turn off the recording so that Leslie and I can vibe virtually. (laughs) Yes. Without you you all. We love you, but bye. (laughs) Bye.